baby. We're doing it. Uh, <laughs> when I get nervous, I just do my Britney Spears one. <laughs> it's like a natural reaction. Just no, natural. like actually. Sorry, everybody. I'm eating. She's eating cake. Let, Let them Bailey's eat cake, Let babe. them eat cake, bitch. And I will. And I, I can will. and I will. Yeah, I think I like the banana nut bread cake better than I like banana, banana nut, nut bread. bread. Yeah. yeah. Although Starbucks does have really good and moist banana nut bread. Moist. Moist. It's like moist. I always think about doing ASMR <laughs> with, the, with the, my Blue Yeti now, and I'm just oh, like... Oh, absolutely. I just don't I just know. want to put saran wrap on it and, like, cover it with <laughs> Cover it with slime. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Maybe that'll be a, a side project. Yes! Please! <laughs> Our, like, listeners episode ASMR edition. Mm-hmm. That would be so good. Okay. Uh-huh. So, anyways. Hi! Write that down. Write that down! Write that down! Hi, everybody! Hello, and welcome to... On a grassy knoll. In bold redux. redux. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. Inaudible, excited noises. Yes. Yes. Very Absolutely. much that. Like eagles and fireworks and shit. You know. Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very, very much. I mean, as long as you don't look at them from the side, they're yes. pretty majestic. They are. From, no, from the front. If you look at them from the front, they look really scary. If you look at them from the side, they look Aren't cool. they massive as well? Yeah. Ugh, that's yeah, but terrifying. I think a vulture could take out an eagle. Interesting. Vultures are. Would you bet on that? Bread. Probably. Okay. Yeah, we we can we can look it up. <laughs> I'm like, I'll I'll look into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll shop it. We'll shop it. Yeah, I'm like 90 percent sure a vulture could take out an eagle, but that's just me. Where do vultures even live? Aren't they like desert animals? I that's what I thought too, but I think they live in like really high altitudes. Interesting. Like mountainy, like really mm. high up in like rocky cliffs. Interesting. Okay. They, when I saw. Um, a vulture. You it saw was, a vulture. I did. Oh my god! At the zoo. Did you hear like the um the sound of a a tumbleweed like rustling? Roll it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it locked eyes with me, and like my mind was just like an arid, mm. empty hellscape. As it should be. Yeah, and it was just <laughs> me, and it was just me and the vulture like staring at each other in the desert. It There's was, only it was room dumb. for one of us in it, this town. And then it spit dip on the floor. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it was it was cool. It was it was ugly looking, that's for damn sure. Right. But I mean I would be afraid I mean me too. If I was a if I was a bird or like a small mouse. Yeah. And I saw that thing. Yeah, I would be I'd be afraid. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Enough about avian life. So welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to the pod. Where we, you know, talk about things. Talk about little spooks. Talk about birds. Birds not being real. Birds not being real. That's gonna be one of mine for another another time. Because that's a whole it's a whole movement now. They had that billboard going towards mm -hmm. like the desert for a while. That was fun. That's so funny. When people ask me like what's your favorite conspiracy, I think birds is one of them. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so Pigeon specifically. I think I, it was. it's w- specifically I love pigeons. pigeons. I like know. if I was a bird, I would be a pigeon. A little dirty rat bird. But they're, they're so everywhere. cute. They're so cultured. They're so cute. They're, they live in the big cities. I, there's tons of them in Hawaii. Like really? at the resorts that we stay at. Yeah. It's so fucking their little funny. heads bob when they walk. I mean I could do a really good pigeon sound. You want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> okay wait i got nervous okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was good that was really good yeah i mean honestly th- a pigeon knocks at the window <laughs> hello a pigeon is looking at us right now like oh oh as you're mother, a woman that's of culture mother. <laughs> okay so i'm going first today yes 
you guys didn't get to hear the hilarity of us um, rock paper scissoring for who goes first. Yeah, sorry guys. Unfortunately, we're we're still learning with audio, so technical issues. <laughs> it's a lot, you know. It is. It is what it is. So Look at how hard we work for you guys, dude. We're like literally. Really you guys are so ungrateful. Just for you, yeah. <laughs> Not even one comment on our Instagram. It's fine. We're cool. It's fine. We're cool. We know. We know who we told to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I know who follows us too. I, so. I see you. I see all of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I Anyways, so today I'm gonna be talking about a really fun concept called exorcisms. Oh, yes. My favorite. Right. Oh my gosh. So, what, what do you, do you think do? of when I say the word exorcism? Like, what first comes to mind? Uh, pea soup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, green, green, green liquid, green liquid. Very much is ectoplasm green or is it black? Because I've seen it depicted in various movies in different, like a range of colors. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then I've seen it in like old timey photography, like yeah. you know those spirit photographies, yeah. and it's usually white. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. We're back again. I'm an idiot, and I'm a safari girl till we die, and obviously Google Chrome is superior because recording you can only do five minutes at a time for anchor on safari but with google chrome it's 30 minutes so that needs to be looked at and google supremacy sorry not sorry we're a google household we are a google household. okay i respect ah! that Jesus <laughs> did she just say she respects that Oh, no. said, okay. I respect that. Oh, fuck, Megan. That's Megan. Megan. Megan 2.0. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we just recorded like 15 minutes of me talking and that's gone. So, you know what? That is how the cookie crumbles in podcasting. That's just, yeah. That's this just, is that's us just showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. So, yeah. Okay, great. We're, we're back. Where did we stop? Ectoplasm? Ectoplasm. Okay. So, we're talking about ectoplasm. What ecto- color of was ectoplasm? Green, black, and white, white like gauze. Like gauze. Like gauze. Mm-hmm. All right. So, did I tell you the definition of an exorcism? Uh, no. I don't think so, right? I don't think so. So, it's defined as an adjuration, which is to urge a request, and it's addressed to evil spirits to force them to abandon an object, place, or person. A kindly request to the spirit to please hello hello if you could please stop inhabiting my body that would be great thank you, Can you imagine it's like <laughs> ectoplasm comes out of your mouth <laughs> so, like, okay that's fine i guess i won't i think i've puked ectoplasm before just on like a really dark night of drinking <laughs> I'm like, what is this strange, mysterious substance? Your liver was like, listen, that's it. That's, that's it. That's enough. <laughs> I'm inhabiting. No, okay. So it's kind of become ingrained in our pop culture as um, a dramatic and terrifying ritual or ceremony. You know, like an exorcism, exorcism is more than just a request. It is a whole, a whole ordeal, if you will. It's a whole process. Really. It is. It's it like is. a whole thing of paperwork minus the paperwork. It's like going to the DMV. It's like a task. Yes. That would suck to have to be like, God we've, damn. we've, you know, expl- like we've done everything that we can do and now I have to get an exorcism. 
I'm like, man, I can't, I can't hang out too late because I got my exercise tomorrow. <laughs> I got my exercise like, in the morning. You know Is how that long before or after work? <laughs> you know how long it took me to book that, dude. They rescheduled me like three times, bro. I... Dude, oh my gosh. Speaking of which, anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. My my therapist made me feel bad for rescheduling, and I'm like. Aren't you like supposed to be nice to me? Isn't this what I'm paying you for? Yeah, what the heck? I, know. I don't like your therapist. I don't like my therapist. I don't know her, either. but on principle, I don't like her. So, for some history, yes. ancient Mesopotamians believed that physical and psychological illnesses were caused by, you know, a malevolent spirit possessing or attaching itself to a person who had used either specific incantations to the gods. To the gods. To the gods. To the gods. Or had directly challenged demons, which either way, you're fucked. That hmm. like you're doing this to yourself basically. So like challenge demons is it like like in the Zach Bagans way we say challenge demons like perhaps like I I'm more powerful than you. Come to me. Show show yourself. Gotcha, probably gotcha, yeah. Okay. I think that's gotcha, gotcha. I think that's kind of accurate. They just want to be left alone, man. You you can't blame them if if they're not doing anything. I don't know why you're trying to call on them. And it's like nah. If I wanted to do something, I would have done it by now. Yep. I've been dead for fucking seven hundred years. Like I've been dead since one thousand BC. <laughs> since year one BC. Okay. No, literally. <laughs> okay, so in ancient Mesopotamia, their exorcisms involved a priest destroying a clay or wax representation of the demons at fault, which I find interesting because there is such a plethora of um, demon you know descriptions that mm-hmm. it's like how did they know what they looked like i've been reblogging a lot of like ancient french demon art on our twitter if you guys want to follow us oagk podcast and a lot of the demon faces are on their genitals oh yeah i'll show you a picture i'll post it on the Ooh. on the thing it's really fucking weird i mean me too right but <laughs> i'm like me on my period <laughs> Demon face on my genitals. Absolutely. Exactly. So other early examples of malevolent spirits interfering with human health are described in the Vedas, which are ancient Sanskrit texts of Hinduism from about 1000 BC. Now, time is not real. No. Because I don't get it. And we've (laughs) talked about it so much that it, like, Nini and I have recorded this so many times that I should understand the difference between 1000 BC versus 600 bc which we'll talk about shortly but it's like why did time go backwards like why did it what was the first year yeah was it year like 1000 or 2000 or something and then we started going forward into the year one or were we at like you know year one and then we went back to year one again the last year before christ was 1 bc the year after that was 1 a.d so it ha- did it start like ten thousand? Like I'm yeah. yeah. What, what number did they start at? That seems so arbitrary. Because technically, wasn't it like wasn't time as we know it like the Roman calendar? Wasn't that invented like during yeah. the Roman time? So yeah. then, how the hell do we have dates for this stuff? I don't. I honestly don't know. I think this is just um, historians and scientists speculation. Like, speculation. It's, yeah. it's, it's got to be unless somebody from that time left us ancient texts that explained how time works. Maybe. 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 Ooh, I don't know. My Ooh. throat just made a little... A little, a little, a little exorcism. It's very on brand. It's very on brand for today's episode. Yeah. So in Persia around 600 BC, another type of exorcism took place by Zoroaster, who is the founder of Zoroastrianism. And he used holy water, prayers, and other ritual practices in his work, which is very, you know, on brand because those are the same kind of healing rituals used in exorcisms today. So mm-hmm. it's like, did we take 
you know, a little inspiration from Zoroaster. And where's his cred? Where's his at Zoroaster? <laughs> Zoroaster ate all. <laughs> you make a good point. Yeah. Cause right? I mean, I'm sure if you ask the, like any normal person like, like myself, I have no idea what you don't, Zoroaster You don't see did. like any kind of influ like, a, oh, this was influenced by Zoroaster. Like, no, it's no. just, you know, it's just, just, that's just the way it is. They stole his shit and moved on. But Copyright it makes sense because the motif of exorcism is dominated by stories related to who we know as Jesus, mm -hmm. which makes the history of this ritual extremely Christian based. Gotcha. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> unfortunately, here I go on a Christian tangent. Because... On my own. <laughs> um, the first four books. Of the New Testament in the Bible, known as the Gospels, Gospel. Gospel, tell the story of Jesus of Nazareth, who is a Jewish prophet whose life and teaching become the basis of, you guessed it, Christianity. Now, the first mention of Jesus casting away evil appears in the Gospel of Mark, which like that makes me laugh because like you think Mark. of yeah, a Mark, right? <laughs> Like Mark. fucking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I was thinking like, um, oh fuck, Mark, the lead singer of Blink-182. There we go. Mark Hoppus. The the gospel of Mark Hoppus. <laughs> <laughs> That's his solo album. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that was thought to have been written around AD 70, roughly 40 years after Jesus' death. So like we've said this joke 30 times, <laughs> 30, flirty, Flirt. and thriving. Uh, it's giving... Not Jennifer Aniston. Oh, fuck. Who plays? Who's the girl? Jennifer Gardner. There we go. I'm like, <laughs> how Jennifer Gardner is so annoying. Please. She is one of my least favorite actresses. Who? Jennifer Gardner. Really? Yeah. Oh. She just always looks so, like, perplexed. <laughs> like, that is her go-to in acting. Like, that's such a, that's oh such a good, that's such a good qualm to yeah. have with, a, with an actor or actress. I just always look confused. Yeah. Like <laughs> like, shut up. But oh my god, Mark Ruffalo and 30 Flirty and Thriving. And 30 oh. Flirty and Thriving. And 13 going on 30. Babe. Oh, Mark Ruffalo is still a, a baby. Oh my god, yes, he is. Still even as the Hulk. Even he's though a dill. he's as cringe as fuck for doing that. He's still a dill. He's still a dill. Oh, man. He cares about the environment, bro. Mm, so I, sexy. I care about him. That's just the way it exactly. Goes, you know? So, in addition to describing exorcisms of humans, there's also uh, at least one reference to animals being possessed by demons, which gives me a little bit of a Skinwalker vibe. But that is for another episode. That's so. creepy. So you, so you're telling me that animals can be possessed. Also. I guess. So maybe Charlie's possessed. That makes sense. Charlie is Nini's for... evil ass dog. He's my, you know, you, you guys have all seen those memes where it's like, you know, why does every Mexican family have a, a crusty, fluffy white dog? That's him. That's him. I do have, I do be having one of those, and he's he's so a cute. Beast. I wish I could give him love. He's so fucking precious. He looks like a little, like a little snow seal, like an Arctic seal. <sighs> yeah. Sometimes when he lays on the on the like couch, but you just. I don't know. He's got he's got he the heart of a time. honey badger. Yeah, he bit me also. So yeah. you know, we've both been marked by the beast. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. What if like Bilbo needs an exorcism one day? Bilbo one hundred percent needs an exorcism. Although he's nice and cuddly sometimes, other times he'll the just demon. randomly like snap at me, and I'm like, oh, are you bipolar? Like your mother. <laughs> Like, so you do take after me. Wow. Yes. Okay. You really like, did come oh, to my body. I got you. I'll give you my Abilify next time. No. <laughs> but you my dog went anti-psychotics. You want to split this, buddy? 
Oh, I love my dogs. Please don't sue us, PETA. Or no, whoever. please. <laughs> so there is both chronological and geographical data that suggests magical exorcism was the most common approach was the most common approach to exorcism around the time of jesus you know very fanatical and within this range there were approaches in which both the identity of the exorcist as well as what was said and done were important so both the person conducting the exorcist and what they were saying were like the key elements and actually you know successing successfully what am i trying to say accomplishing yes accomplishing (laughs) I'm not even high. I just, oh man, we've recorded this so many times. Yeah, true. (laughs) So, for example, in one of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Pharaoh is is said to ask Abram, the key character in the story, to, quote, pray for him and his house that this evil spirit may be exercised from them. You know, and Abram heals Pharaoh by prayer, but also by the laying of hands. Which makes me laugh because he laid those hands on him, bro. He beat the shit out of him, and then he was fine. And then he was fine. He's like, shut up. (laughs) He fight clubbed his ass. Mm -hmm. Swear to God. Oh, I've never seen Fight Club. What? I know, like, I know the gist. I know Tyler. Shut up. You have never seen Fight Club? Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like a little disappointed right now. We'll have to watch it. Wow. Add that to the list. Nini and I have like movie nights once a week where at we, least at least yeah and it's so fucking fun because we just get high as shit and just laugh like we started with twilight <laughs> and now it's going into deeper stuff like infinity pool which was a watch and a half that that killed my high dude like nobody's oh, business so. i had a panic attack like bro. that if you want something like straight up sobering like that'll that'll fucking do it for you so jarring such a such a good movie though brandon cronenberg is Kind of genius for he put his whole Badussi. Cronenussi, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway, um, anyways, <laughs> so as an exorcist himself, Jesus appeared to depend on his own personal force. So I don't think he had to do or say anything except use his like own powers, his own hands. Because he was in this case, he was like the magical item. Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Because gotcha. that's who he, that's who you're praying to, basically. So if not me, then who, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's, gotcha. that was me being Jesus for a second. That was a good, if you will. That was a really good impression. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just a white girl. <laughs> I thought you were going to see me. This is how we do it. <laughs> close, close. But maybe close, I'll get close. you with that one later. Exactly. So basically I'm prepping you with all these biblical mentions as an introduction to the practice, since our understanding of exorcisms in the modern world comes from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Boo. Boo. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Boo. Tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> Get off the stage. Get off the stage. Just I'm fucking Squidward talking about Christianity. <laughs> yeah. It's sucking boots. <laughs> so it's the middle ages. It's 1517. Okay. My favorite year. German theologian Martin Luther. Oh, our boy. Uh, he's angry. Oh. He's angry. Angry. And, angry. Oh. And he's disillusioned by the Catholic Church for their sales of indulgences, which were like a fast track way to repent for your sins and like oh. guarantee your spot in heaven. Mm hmm. It's giving Infinity Pool. <laughs> Go see it, by the way. If you know, you know. Man. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If, you know, <laughs> if you YK, know. YK. If YK, yeah, I YK, YK. <laughs> okay, so 
Luther, the bad bitch that he is, basically wrote a list of complaints about his Catholic church and nailed yes. them to the door of his university. Yes. Yes. He did behavior. On that bitch. Yeah. So this act of defiance sparked the split in Christianity known as the Protestant Reformation. Put that in like big, <gasps> beautiful lights. In big, bolded lights. Yes. Yeah. Big, beautiful lights. Big, beautiful lights. And in 1521, he was excommunicated from the Catholic church by the pope himself oh can you like imagine like being like yeah i got excommunicated by the pope oh i feel like that's gonna give you at least some sort of cred wherever they excommunicate you to like yeah literally on the street because unfortunately like in the middle ages i feel like religion was such a domineering trait that was like what everybody based their lives on that Mm -hmm. like being excommunicated was like i'm sure he was shunned oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think there was like but nowadays it's like the that's fuck. cool as fuck. <laughs> that's that's fucking metal as that's fuck. That's cool as fuck. I want to be excommunicated. I want to be excommunicated too. I actually okay, never mind. No, I was gonna talk a, about I was gonna talk about other stuff, but okay. Awesome. So, although Luther wasn't the only reformer of the era, he was the most prolific, and he took full advantage of the printing press and written word. Oh yes, mm-hmm. the printing press had just been invented around this time, and he spread his word about what he thought Christianity should look like, which is basically every sect of Christianity is just some white dude thinking what this should look like what I, my ideas are well, right i think we should do it like this it's it's <laughs> it's like basically every group of friends who's like we should start a podcast <laughs> we should start basically, a religion yeah yeah so you're so we just this owned ourselves bailey was the martin luther. i was martin luther yeah she nailed john the proclamation jacob jingle his name is martin Dude. luther <laughs> Anyway, okay, so (laughs) he wrote this thing called the Order of Baptism in 1523, followed by a 1526 revision that added exorcism to Protestant baptismal rites. But his was like a little weird because infant exorcism was done to help the baby reject evil, sin, and the devil throughout their lifetime rather than casting out like a demonic presence in the moment. So that's oh. where, like, in Catholic churches, you see the baby getting, like, watered down. <laughs> <laughs> they're, get- <laughs> they're getting... Um, they're, they have a, a spacious splash. A splish Well, this this does kind of make sense, because in Catholicism, there's, like, the belief that, like, you... Well, according to my my mother, my right. mother's from Mexico, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you're born with you're born with three horns what? as an infant, supposedly, like okay. metaphorical horns. Okay. And the first one comes off when you get baptized. Gotcha. And the second one comes off when you do your first communion. Okay. And then your third one comes off when you get married. Interesting. So uh, this kind of feels a little similar. Yeah, to, to that what feels we're speaking very similar. Of here, like you're mm-hmm. preventing, you're doing this stuff to prevent, prevent. exorcism. Yeah, but there's no mention of exorcism really when my mother mentioned. Really, it, so. but I mean, it's it's it? implied. Yeah, it's implied yeah, pretty it's much. Implied. Yeah, like we're keeping you safe from harm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. So That's cool. not all Protestant denominations adopted the practice of exorcism, mm-hmm. but for a period of time during the Renaissance, it was enough to make the question of how exorcisms should take place. A controversial topic mm. so everybody was like hmm. how do <laughs> who makes the better exercise i must ask you a question but uh so at this point exorcism was well-known territory for catholicism Mm -hmm. who had writings teachings and rituals to guide them but protestant exorcisms on the other hand were mostly conducted through prayer and fasting and often involved like entire communities like coming together for it 
Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like a community exorcism. Yes. Oh. So it kind of became like a theatrical event. And along with these, exorcisms became even more visible when writers like, you would have guessed it, William Shakespeare. Hey, began Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Shakespeare in love. Shakespeare in love. <laughs> IYK YK. If, <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop laughing so loud. God, I'm, I'm so We're sorry, guys. Funny, We're guys. so fucking funny. It's, it's really hard to rein it in for y'all. So I guess he uh, mentions them in King Lear and the Twelfth Night, but I've never oh, read either yeah. of them. Fuck. So I'll take Google's word for it. Yeah, I Google. Old English is hard as fuck to read, and this is coming from people who enjoy philosophy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, Protestantism continued to spread throughout Europe, eventually making its way to North America in the 17th century by way of who? British colonists. Ah, The colonial period. I know. Fuck them. Like, we would have been European had, like, the pilgrims not come. You know what I mean? Like, we would like, are, I'm assuming, like, because... This would have been European territory. Yeah. I think it's a missed opportunity. We could have been, we could have had British we, accents we in fucking California, cool bro. Bro, California is so. We could have had Cockney fucking accents in California. That's not cool. I would have, I would have been a little bit of um, a little bit of um, <laughs> a little bit naughty, a little bit naughty, a little saucy. The way, like the way I still think about Austin Powers. After having watched it for the first time, do I make as you a, Randy? As a twenty-seven-year-old, it was truly it a life-changing up, moment. It, it really, really was. And like Michael Myers was like hot take, kind of sexy. He he made he made dorky very sexy in very a very that. very unique way. So real one Protestant exorcisms, as you know, we knew it. Oh wait, no, wrong way. Up up. Uh, Puritanism. Back it up, baby. <laughs> Back it up. All right. So the colonists come. Yes. British colonists. Puritanism mm-hmm. was the dominant Protestant denomination in America in the 17th and early 18th centuries. Gotcha. But change over a course of revivals known as the Great Awakenings. Ah. Okay. Queens. We're learning. It's a lot of history. Dang. Now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the early 1900s, this thing called the Pentecostal movement. <gasps> emerged among american evangelicals yeah unfortunately yes so pentecostalism known as um you know weird as fuck (laughs) known as (laughs) that's absolutely right yes yes. they focused on the holy spirit and included supernatural components like glossolalia which is better known as speaking in tongues so that's like a normal occurrence for them okay um they also did faith healing miracles and you guessed it exorcisms and it's so funny because i remember talking to a guy in high school who was pentecostal and he we're friends now like we're good but he one time blamed me for like being his temptation like like, i'm sorry like it's not my fault you jerk off that sounds like a personal problem yeah like actually i can't do anything about my people always came for me for being mormon but i'm like babe we are not falling to the floor speaking in tongues like be so for real yeah yeah, be so for real but not in those skirts you guys Mm -hmm. were dropping to the floor speaking in tongues (laughs) but that's the other thing is like pentecostalism was very modest like i don't think they're allowed to cut their hair or wear makeup Mm. yeah so they're very they're very amish in that sense yes interesting so while exorcisms had continued in the catholic church all along Mm -hmm. they were not as prevalent in protestant denominations throughout you know the 17th 18th and 19th centuries Mm -hmm. but 
Pentecostalism's high energy worship service and the lure of the possibility of receiving supernatural gifts from the quote unquote Holy Spirit mm-hmm. kind of caused a new movement to happen. Gotcha. Okay. And it continued to grow throughout like the first half of the 20th century. So people wanted to become X-Men. Yes, bro. Like they Basically. were like, wait a second. So you mean <laughs> if I let somebody do this hubbub over me, mm-hmm. I could end up with like a really cool power. With a really cool power. But like I want I want someone to come to me and like show me an actual power rather than them just speaking like gibberish simlish yeah like that's what they're speaking (laughs) so basically all this happens and pentecostalism kind of became a movement known as charismatic christianity Mm. and so charismatic christians also performed exorcisms which sparked renewed interest in the ritual in the late 1960s and 70s and that's kind of where we're like stopping perfect because we have arrived it wasn't long before exorcisms became embedded in popular culture just like the renaissance Mm -hmm. honestly um william peter blatty's 1971 novel the exorcist based on the real life story of a 14 year old boy who went underwent catholic exorcisms kicked off the trend and dude i didn't know it reached the top spot on the new york times bestseller list no way yeah i didn't know the new york times was around that long (laughs) i didn't know the bestseller list was a thing that long holy shit right that's cool as fuck though for being a horror novel with that you know gnarly introduction to exorcisms i would like to tell you the story of the real exorcist (gasps) aka rolando and i feel like i should stop there so our story begins in the late 1940s, Washington, D.C., suburbia, mm-hmm. with a German-American family. It reminds me of Christine. Okay. So many, like, <laughs> homages to yeah, truly. And that's why we drink The greats, man. We're, you're going to be learning all about the greats, guys. So their 13-year-old son, believed to be named Ronald Hunkler, hmm. later referred to under the synonym, or the pseudonym, um, Roland Doe, was despondent over the loss of his beloved aunt harriet okay oh okay and harriet was cool as fuck she was a spiritualist who had taught him many things oh hell yeah including how to use the ouija board oh and that's me as an aunt if i'm being honest yeah fun childless aunt i'd be like aiden show me how to use the dark web (laughs) he's like oh silk road oh got you i got you dude i got you now i'll probably do a like an episode on spiritualism eventually but to give some context to our story this like the aunt harriet him being despondent whatever it makes a lot of sense right because Mm -hmm. the appeal of spiritualism was strong um many people who turned to spiritualism were those who were grieving like the death of a loved one Mm -hmm. um because a lot of families during the time of the american civil war had seen their men go off and never return Mm -hmm. and you know images of the battlefield produced through the new medium of photography crazy concept new medium bro. new medium um it demonstrated that their loved ones had not only died in overwhelmingly huge numbers but horribly as well so like imagine seeing photography like for the first time and it's like pictures of like your husband and your son in oh, war like dead just, just grotesque, like the bodies grotesque deaths oh man um one well-known case is actually mary todd lincoln Ooh. wife of president abraham lincoln <laughs> um 
she actually was grieving the loss of her son and was known to organize seances in the White House. What? Yeah. No So it was, way. like, really popular, you know? Because the surge of spiritualism during this time and later during World War One was a direct response to those massive battlefield casualties. And you can't blame them, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially adding in the tragedy of World War Two. Like, everyone who's experienced loss wants answers or, like, at least closure. So, like, it makes sense that they're turning to paranormal activities mm-hmm. to talk to their loved ones. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense as to why this little boy, Ronald, who just lost his cool, spooky aunt, might have played with a Ouija board by himself. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, it wouldn't have been unheard of, necessarily. Exactly. It just yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, that's just me speculating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, now in early January 1949, shortly after Harriet's death, Ronald begins to experience strange things. Oh. (laughs) He heard sounds, like, scratching, knocking, various forms of sounds coming from the walls and the floors. Oh. Just randomly. Coming from the floors. That's unsettling for some reason. Like, I can't imagine, like... That's more unsettling than the walls. I'm I'm a very, like sound intuitive person and like to hear something that you don't know what the explanation is behind it no i don't like that no yeah no um objects would fly across the room yeah okay and this was witnessed by his parents too because they later confirmed it they corroborated Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) one of the research places said water dripped inexplicably from pipes and walls but it's like don't know how that relates to me (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, they needed a plumber. Yeah, ASAP. they needed a plumber ASAP, ASAP. And they just blamed it on the fucking But it could, be a ghost. it could be a ghost. Um, but most troubling of all was that his mattress would suddenly move while he was sleeping. So he ne- never slept. And that definitely can affect someone's, like, mental health. Listen. I can't imagine. I'm If I don't get 12 hours of sleep every night, I'm a fucking cunt. I, I, not even that, but I don't like the, like, your bed just moves suddenly. That's what I'm saying. Like, your bed is such a sacred spot. And for it to be interrupted so abruptly and, like, scarily, like, that, I can't imagine. Yeah. I never want to be, never want to do any, that's why I won't fuck with a Ouija board. Yeah. You don't no. know what comes of it. No, like, no, truly. No, no. Like, you think you have a good idea, mm-hmm. but you could be entirely wrong. You, you can be entirely you don't, wrong. You don't really know. You don't really because know. nobody knows until you deal with it yourself. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You think everybody's bullshitting until exactly. you actually go through it And yourself? this is all signs of, like, poltergeist activity. Mm-hmm. That's some strong energy. Mm-hmm. Because we know spirits need a lot of energy. To exactly. Move things. Mm-hmm. And this was in the 40s. That's intense. Okay. So, oh. yeah. Okay. Oh, so, wait. Ronald's family sought the help of everyone they knew. So, doctors, psychiatrists, their local Lutheran minister. Gotcha. But they were no help. So, finally, Father E. Albert Hughes. I don't know why his name is. E. E. Just the E, man. Just the E. It's like Madonna. Yeah. No other name. Yeah. She went by M. <laughs> the local he was a local catholic priest and he asked his superior's permission to perform an exorcism on the boy in late february so this has been happening for almost a month now before they like finally get help that's a long time to put up with that i would have been on that maybe i would have moved or i would have killed myself or both maybe or both who knows yeah yeah but okay so this was weird to me right because in my like mind i've always like assumed that it would take forever and a half or at least like a million okays to get an exorcism yeah you know like it felt more difficult than that Mm -hmm. and so i googled it Mm -hmm. and according to the united states conferences of bishops quote as part of protocol an assessment should occur to determine the true state of the person obviously okay 
Only after a thorough examination, including medical, psychological, and psychiatric testing, might the person be referred to the exorcist for a final determination. And then I was like, who can get an exorcist? Because you have to be, like, part of the church. Mm -hmm. And they said the the following are able to receive this specialized blessing if it is determined necessary. One, Catholics, Mm -hmm. obviously. Two, catechumens, which are converts before baptism. Okay. Um, Three, non-Catholic Christians who request it, so just Christians. And then four, non-Christian believers, provided they have the proper disposition. So oh, like, what do you mean disposition? It says meaning they are sincere in their desire to be free of demonic influence. Like, I, I don't think anybody, so, regardless of beliefs, wants to be... Well, actually, no, that's not true. Because there's people in the cult and whatnot. Yeah. But, like... That's so you basically have to tell them, like, either you fit into any of these categories mm-hmm. or you just... Fuck. Have good, you just like have good, intentions. Have good intentions, and like I just want to like be a good person. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm a good person. I want. I I know. I want to banish this scary energy. Um. Yeah, that's interesting, right? That's, that they just kind of take your word for it, then. Yeah, okay. I guess. I'm assuming there's like more involved, but for him to be like, I'm assuming because he's a child. Maybe that's it's why they a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. And maybe like, maybe like children or elderly or yeah. like exceptional cases yeah, or something. Probably. I don't know. Okay. So for the exorcism, Father Hughes strapped Ronald to the mattress and began his recitations. Um, but he had to stop the right because Ronald broke through the bindings. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ripped off a piece of the mattress spring and slashed the priest across his face. Oh my god. A little boy. He <laughs> like cut that man. He said, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> So, oh yeah, I can't imagine. Also, wait, I have a question. So they, yeah. they strapped him to the mattress. Was it the the like, haunted mattress? Like I'm the cursed so. mattress? I'm assuming so. Because where else would you do it? If not in, like, the place of terror. Hmm. You know? Okay. Because it doesn't say... Because they talk about, like, going other places. But in this instance, like, they just say, like, strap the boy to the mattress. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, well, if whatever evil is like tied to that kind mm-hmm. of specific area. it kind of like I, I think like uh, in affects the like surrounding environment mattress ghost. yeah right mattress anyway ghost. okay so this one i think is a little silly because a few days later red scratches appeared on the boy and one of the scratches is what the mom <laughs> said looked like the word um lewis Okay. Okay. Which indicated to Ronald's mother that the family needed to go to St. Louis, where the Hunklers had relatives, to find a way to save their son. <laughs> Which, like, that's a stretch, if I'm being honest. I was about to say, so they knew somebody named Louis, or... No, St. Louis, Louis oh, Missouri. Okay. Like, Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scratch said St. Louis? Yes. Oh. No, no, no. It just said Lewis. Oh. Oh, what? Yeah. Ma'am? But, like, yeah, be for real. Like, excessive. be so for real. You're going to pick up and move your entire family on a whim? That's what I'm saying. They're not moving. They're just going there oh, to okay. find help. Okay. Yeah. That's so... They were going... They A cousin of the family okay. was attending St. Louis University at the time of Ronald's possession. Okay. Okay. She put... The cousin mm-hmm. put the Hunklers in touch with Father Walter H. Halloran and Rever- Reverend William Bowdern. Okay. Okay. So after consulting with the university's president, these two Jesuits, which is like, I had to Google it because I was like, what's the difference between a Jesuit and like just a regular Catholic priest? Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a school of Catholicism. So just like gotcha. a different sect. Okay. Um, so they agreed to perform an exorcism with the help of several assistants. Okay. So this is spooky to me. The men gathered at the residence on Roanoke Drive. Oh, oh, oh. I know. In early March of 1949. 
And there were multiple witnesses who who saw the scratching on the boy's body and the mattress moving violently. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So these are, like, students. These are uh, priests. Uh-huh. It's the family. Like, these are holy people. Mm-hmm. Holy and, people. And everyday people. Everyday okay, so people. So a little, a good mix of, of, of believers and non Exactly. Okay. And obviously, like, those were, like, what they witnessed were the same type of things that had happened when the first, like, exorcism failed. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it was, like, a pattern. Because amid these bizarre happenings, both of uh, Bowdern and Halloran, according to the reports, noticed a pattern in Ronald's behavior. Okay. He was calm and normal during the day. But at night, after settling in bed, he would, like, exhibit this strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts. Which I'm like... Is that a possession or is that just like sundowners? Yeah, <laughs> but I get depressed like a when like the the sun goes down and I'm laying in bed and I just get I like get a anxiety. Yeah. And I maybe want to shout sometimes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this okay. is maybe a boy who like doesn't know how to like regulate his emotions. Maybe exactly. Okay. Yeah. But then it goes into Ronald would also enter a trance like state and make sounds in a guttural voice. Oh. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if I did, would do that when I'm feeling down and out, but you know, <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want chilies. <laughs> five for five margarita. <laughs> okay. So the priests also said they saw flying objects in the boy's presence okay. and noticed that he would react violently whenever he saw any kind of project or project object presented by like, like a faith so like any kind of holy object, object yeah okay. like a like a bible a bible like a, a picture crucifix. of jesus okay. a crucifix a rosary whatever mm-hmm. the fuck so it's interesting because a lot of these details from the true story of the exorcist made it into the film but a lot didn't oh, so i'm gonna okay. tell you about what didn't oh yes so in another incident a pitchfork shaped pattern of red lines moved from the boy's thigh and snaked down his ankle. Okay. What? And these types of things happen every night for more than a month. No. Like, wh- uh, a string, worm on a string, worm on a string. Worm on a string. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, okay. And then once a red X appeared on Ronald's chest, leading the priest to believe that he was possessed by 10 demons. Because, like, X is like the Roman numeral for 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I know. I had to Google it too. I was like, "What is that question mark?" <laughs> like, like X marks the spot where the demons are. No, X is the amount of demons. X is the amount of demons. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So the two priests never gave up as they continued the exorcism night after night. And on the evening of March twentieth, so this is what January, February, March, almost three months. Jesus. The exorcism reached an unhealthily new level. He urinated all over the bed and began shouting and cursing, and his parents were like. Absolutely not. They took him to Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis mm-hmm. okay. for more serious treatment, which I found this to be a little contradictory because everywhere I looked at my research said the parents had consulted doctors before the exorcism. And so why, now that he's pissing his pants, are you bringing him to the hospital? That's weird. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of shows an inconsistency in their beliefs. Yeah. Or were they just, like, that desperate at the moment Maybe. to find an illusion? But, like, why is him pissing and shouting, like... Oh, Why is that where they hospital? draw the line yeah. of like, oh, he's possessed yeah. when it could just be a behavioral problem or <sighs> exactly. it could just be some sort of like trauma response to That's losing his, his like, aunt, aunt exactly. that he was like close to. Yeah. Um, hmm. So okay. interesting. Finally, on April 18th, oh Jesus, a miracle occurred in Ronald's room at the Alexan Brothers Hospital. 
It was Monday after Easter, and he had awoke with seizures, which is fucking sad. Oh, no. um, he yelled at the priest, saying that Satan would always be with him. The priest laid holy relics, crucifixes, medals, and rosaries on the boy just to try to, like, increase the amount of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> if we really concentrate it down, yeah. it works better. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so at the, that evening at 1045, which is a very specific time, the attending priest called on Saint Michael to expel Satan from Ronald's body. They shouted at Satan, saying that Saint Michael would battle for Ronald's soul. And seven minutes later, can you believe, Ronald came out of his trance and said, he's gone. Oh! <laughs> and that's that on that. Oh, that's the one settling. And he apparently went on to become a NASA engineer. No! Mm-hmm. When he died at like 80. Yeah. Like possession free, like possession no, free. He, no he hid from like the public for a really long time because he, yeah, yeah, because he didn't want his like you know NASA engineer <laughs> fucking buddies. Yeah, by the water cooler out. being like, mm-hmm. hey, so he said that like, like being possessed. By he said demons. that every Halloween, him and his wife would like leave town just because he knew people were probably gonna like find his house. Oh, poor guy. I know. That's awesome. So yeah, so a little religious history, a little anecdote from Ronald Hunkler. And that's that on that. Wow. I know, right? Ooh. Color me shook. So that was paranormal. That was paranormal. And now... It is time for me to take you on a conspiracy theory. <laughs> ride, my Excited friend. inaudible noises. Exa- yeah, like, insert Jonah Hill screaming <laughs> gif right here. That's just my favorite. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So my tell dearest, me. My dearest Bailey. What are we um, talking about today? Today, well, first I have a question for you. Okay. How old were you in the year 2002? Seven. Right on. Do you remember what you were saying? I think I did, I think I did the, the fucking <laughs> math, right? I was born in 1995. Yeah, okay, yeah. seven. Okay. Um, I was absolutely listening to Good Charlotte. Okay. Um, I think I had just been introduced to, like, newish Green Day. But I loved, like, Avril Lavigne because she was the only, like, woman in punk cloth like whatever culture um avril lavigne good charlotte who else i'm trying to think fucking oh my god (laughs) did you ever listen to oh no we have to cut this out (laughs) i can't remember the name okay why (laughs) oh how old were you in 2002 (laughs) i was also born in 1985 yay so i was also seven yay and i have vivid memories yeah. of uh summertime mm-hmm. um sitting in the car okay. with my with my brother okay. outside the grocery store when my parents were grocery shopping love that you guys and... didn't have to go in my parents would force us to oh go yeah in. no i he would i mean he would be on his game boy but he oh, would sorry. like sit there like with me you know um and i vividly remember listening to radio disney radio I disney had ever listened to radio radio disney, disney had all of the hits, quite quite literally. They got they had your Britney Spears, they had your Aaron Carter, R.I.P. Really, R.I.P. Carter. They had Kelly Clarkson, who had just won American Idol, mind you. In Are the you year fucking 2002. kidding? Yes, ma'am. Kelly what? Clarkson I won American Idol. I vividly remember Kelly Clarkson, yes. but I don't remember it being that late because that was what the year after 9/11. Yes. And like I don't I have the best memories from like 9/11, but like I remember the American Idol 
Kelly Clarkson winning. Yes. That's was, so weird. That was the year 2002. The two, the two defining moments in, like, each year. Uh, yes. Um, 9-11 and, <laughs> and the year Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. Idol. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. And speaking of American Idol. And... Is that going to be our title? And... 9-11 and the year <laughs> Kelly Clarkson <laughs> I think you just gave us the title right there, actually. That's that's a pretty, that's a pretty oh, awesome title. That is a pretty awesome title. So, uh, you actually mentioned our, our artist in question today. At the center of today's conspiracy. Good Charlotte? <laughs> no. Uh, but maybe there's some sort of conspiracy around them. But oh, Joel Madden dated Hillary Duff when she was 16. Like 16. Pedophilia. Pedophilia. No, actually. The 2002 Radio Disney Best Female Artist of the Year. Avril Lavigne was the best female artist. Avril Lavigne, baby. Why'd you have to go to make things so complicated? You see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. These are just like Last her. Like this year. Wait, are you Avril Lavigne? <laughs> Listen, you're going to be wondering at the end of this episode. Oh my god, I can't not, wait. Whether or not, baby. I cannot wait. So, 2002 was okay. really Avril Lavigne's year. She was 17 years old. Holy shit! You. Canadian. What a bait. And Canadian? God damn. And Canadian. What a work gosh. of art. She really had it all going. She really had her. it all. She really had it all. Pretty good skin. Yeah. Lovely hair. Lovely hair. Very cargo stick pants. straight. Cargo pants. Etnies. Etnies. Those big, cl- Those clunky, big clunky, clunky shoes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So she and her striped tie had just debuted their <laughs> album, Let Go, Ooh. which went not one, not two, not three. But four times platinum, my friend. Wow. Which according I wish I knew to, what that meant. I will tell you. Ooh! I actually I had I had to I had to research. This. I love that. Um the recording industry of uh-huh. America um defines four times platinum as selling more than six million copies. Oh shit. Of a record. Ooh. She's 17 years old, mind you. Wow. She's a wee little baby. She's a wit a wit a lass. A wit lass. She was only 17 years old. Insane. Wow. Can you believe that? And when she arrived, she arrived. Yeah, she did. She made her debut, 2002. Since then. So that was her debut. 2002. And she yes. went four, four times, times platinum. platinum. So she sold six million albums. That's insane. Her debut album. Yes. But that was like very, I feel like the early 2000s was a reflection of like the 90s and like the grunge era. So I feel like she was probably like a, a breath of fresh air. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's not a motorcycle. It's just my phone. <laughs> Oh my god. Somebody's driven a motorcycle into the pod lab. <laughs> oh no. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? So okay. okay. Wow, that's crazy. I'm Levine. So since two thousand two. Okay. Mind you, we are now in the year two thousand twenty three. Jesus fucking Christ. Um positive two thousand twenty three, not negative like your story. A D. Yeah. Two thousand twenty three AD. Yeah, A D. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty three AD actually. Oh man. Since then she has released seven studio albums. Okay, that's a lot. She voiced an animated opossum <laughs> alongside Captain Kirk himself, yes ma'am, William Shatner, in the wow. movie Over the Hedge, which you she know was... and love. Are you for real? I am be so, so fucking be for real. Be so FR right now. I am so fucking for real. Absolutely. How did I not know that? I feel like that's like a funny tidbit of information. It's a good, it's a good bit to know. Yeah. And also Over the Hedge is highly underrated. I think it was DreamWorks. <sighs> you know I'm not a fan of like animated movies which is ironic because i have an anime tattoo but like american animation is not funny to me valid valid yeah. but but that's beside the point but that's that's my opinion that's my humble opinion 
And not only was she an opossum. Okay. Which a very stylish opossum. She really? didn't have like little eyelashes Aww, and like little mascara and stuff. It was really cute. cute. I'll, I'll post picture you as Instagram. an animal. God, I wish that was me. Jesus fucking Christ. And look at you, girl, you're so popular. I'm so popular. God, I wish that was me. <laughs> um, and of course, she became one of the biggest inspirations, not only musically, right. but also in terms of fashion oh, for 100%. young 100%. skater, punk, mm-hmm. hardcore, pop punk, pop punk, teens. It was, it's, we look back on it and we say pop punk, but at the time it was fucking hard. Like, it was, she it went was hard. Punk. She yeah. was wearing like the white undershirts mm-hmm. with like the baggy cargo pants. Baggy cargo pants. Or like a just like the, for no reason. She would wear jorts like nobody's yes. business. Like like Fred Durst mm-hmm. sized jorts. Very large. And she yes. was she was very small. She was very small. Very petite. Very petite. Very petite. Uh, as they would say in, in Canada. In Canada. In, in La petite. Canada. La petite. Um, her middle name is Ramona. Also. That's so pretty. But yeah. then I think of Ramona Flowers, Flowers. Absolutely. Or Ramona from um the Real Housewives of New York. Oh, I don't watch Real Housewives. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't know the shame. I don't know the Real Housewives lore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me does a new episode on Real Housewives lore. <laughs> oh my god, please. There's gotta be a conspiracy oh, in, in Real Housewives somewhere. Okay. Guaranteed. But perhaps more interesting than Avril Levine okay. being a cartoon opossum. Okay. Or even more controversial than her 2012 marriage to Nickelback frontman Chad Kroger. Yes, what? in case you forgot. I thought she yes, was ma'am. married to the guy from Sum 41. Yes, she was as well. Derek Ridley. They were married prior to her marrying um, Nickelback. Yes, our good friend. Never made it as a wise man. That song goes hard as fuck, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never um, made it as a wise man. Uh, yeah, I, like absolutely. Absolutely. But even more controversial than mm-hmm. that, or even more mind-boggling, if, okay. you, if you will, is the theory, or perhaps the fact, Ooh. that Miss Levine actually unalived herself what? in the year 2003. After the, the year of- after she fucking went yes. four times platinum? The year after her big you know debut. I heard success brings extreme depression afterwards because how do you top that i mean hello ask alex turner after doing am like absolutely you know you can only release am from what 2016 15 14 13 ah! 2013 yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break okay all right oh, let me just swallow my gummy worm really quick. all right so yes friends and bailey yes. today we're going to be talking about the Avril Lavigne clone slash replacement conspiracy theory. I remember when this came out on like BuzzFeed as an article and it blew up the internet. Like yes. everybody lost their shit. Cause it's so, well, you're going to tell the story. So it's, it's, it's one of those conspiracy theories that I feel like not many celebrities get. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people try to explain things away with like, you know, the Illuminati. Right. Or like, if that's that's like the main conspiracy mm-hmm. they try to like tie everything back to. Which with like, celebrities, yeah. Perhaps. And that might be something to study for another, yeah. another time, 100%. another episode, because there's a whole lot of, yeah. whole lot of weird That'll shit. That'll be like a two-parter. Like, sure. Yeah, that's a two-parter. Um, but no. So we're going to actually mention the BuzzFeed article that you were talking about. Really? Actually, Ooh. yes. So I have a couple a couple sources really quick. Cool. Shout out to my sources. E! Online, Wikipedia, BBC News, BuzzFeed, and your favorite website and mine, blogspot.com. <laughs> yes. 
All right. So All right. tell me this theory um, supposedly uh, began circulating the internet in 2005. Okay. Uh, from a Brazilian blog. Oh. And although I couldn't find evidence of the original post, I did find a 2011 blogspot blog. Okay. And uh, corresponding posts. Just as hard hitting. Yeah. If just, not more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, of a Brazilian blog that's called Avril Está Morta, which translates to um, Avril is Dead. Oh, shit. Um, which might be a repost of the original blog. Okay. Or it might just be, you know, somebody that had, you know, copied and pasted it or mm-hmm. it might be completely new. But yeah, the basis of the theory is still okay. kind of the same. Okay. So. Um, and this is the basis of the theory? This is the basis okay. of the theory, yes. This is, what, this is what we, according for, or at least for today's purposes on this gotcha. podcast, um, I think this is where the theory begins. Okay. In 2011 with this post. Okay. This is when it kind of resurfaced on the right. internet and it gained more traction, gotcha. if you will, from 2003. Um, so, one thing we have to point out, that mm-hmm. the blog, um, Avril Samorta on Blogspot, does clarify that they have no intention of placing their theory as news, okay. quote-unquote, or something that they would be trying to prove. But instead, they are attempting to spark conversation and curiosity. Okay. In this, in its readers. Okay. That makes so, sense. And that's exactly what we aim to do. Yes. We're just trying to spark conversation and curiosity. Exactly. In, in our listeners, It's a fun baby. little discussion. It doesn't have to be. It's just like a sneaky, fun It's a sneaky link. It's a sneaky link It's a sneaky link. It's so stinky. So stinky, baby. I, I wish Bilbo was here. I know that would have been like the perfect time to like pet him. Aww. Anyway, uh, Bilbo is the pod dog. Yes. Also, you He's guys will be introduced baby. To, to Bilbo. He is. Bilbo Baggins. Sir Baggins, if you will. Bilbo Baggins. Sir Baggins. Sir Baggins. Uh, Bilbs to his close friends. Bilbs, Beanbo. 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 Uh, Tinky Binky. Honey Baked Ham. Honey Baked Ham. Handsome Pants. Handsome, 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 Bo Banson. Anyway, yeah. you guys are gonna meet him yeah. at some point. Um, so I digress. We digress. Uh, let's get into some evidence okay. presented by this blogspot post. Um, <laughs> I love it. Supporting doppelganger Levine. Okay, doppelganger Levine. The doppelganger the Levine. The doppelganger Levine. Absolutely. Yeah, I had to capitalize doppelganger. Oh, so it like looked official. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we there is. Tons of lyrics for songs. Okay. Um, they're obviously translated into Portuguese. Gotcha. And they're broken down, but I'm going to show Bailey really quick. I will post a couple of photos um, on the Instagram posts, or I might just post um, a notes that has the link so you guys can read this for yourselves. Um, but yeah, it's very creepy looking. Ooh, it is kind There's of like a, a spooky, the background of the blog is a spooky woman in white. Of course. Um, in like some dark dilapidated building um yeah and she's got her back to the camera it's very it's giving la llorona absolutely absolutely so um let's go up to the top shall we okay and there's this other picture of somebody a white woman sitting at a sunset and yeah and sitting at a sunset absolutely so uh we have first presented as evidence is lyrics for some songs of avril's okay uh notably um, the song My Happy Ending. Oh, I love that song. All this time you were pretending so much for my happy ending. Um, wow. but that's not the lyrics that we're right. talking about today. Okay. But that was that was good. Gotcha. Um, supposedly the ly- the line Don't Leave Me Hanging in the City So Dead Ooh. held up so high on such a breakable thread. Okay. Um supposedly so points deep. to the um what her hanging herself? Yes. Oh. Which supposedly the 
I'm going back a little bit. The root of the theory is that in 2003, okay. she couldn't cope with the stress of fame. her newfound fame. Gotcha. And, um, you know, becoming, like, kind of an industry-like mm, person and yeah. whatnot. Her parents uh, had gotten divorced. And... Mm. Um, her beloved grandfather passed away. Damn. She was very close with her grandfather. At least she didn't turn so, to a Ouija board. Actually, listen. that's probably better than committing suicide. But. I mean, yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. You might, one might argue. I mean, you know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> one person's ache is another person's ache. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's one of the main lyrics. Okay. Um, or one of the main pieces of evidence is presented. Okay. Um, and next we have the 2004 follow-up to Avril's debut, which uh-huh. is called Under My Skin. Okay. Which, according to this blogger, um, which I have translated this from Portuguese oh, to sorry. English, um, using Google, of Google, course. of course. Google. Um, supposedly the blogger thinks that it's a hidden message signifying that somebody that is not oh. Avril is currently inhabiting her skin because she is portraying the singer right in the public eye right which is very creepy so it's all the way back to 2003 yeah 2004. yeah like way 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 back wow um the next thing uh next piece of evidence um blogger says the drastic change in look that yes. avril had between 2002 and 2004 really which is only a two-year jump but that's not that big of a jump that's and not like, that big of a to jump. change your look so drastically when you are famous for a certain appeal mind you she was 17 yeah. when her first album came out when her second album came out she would have been 19, 19. so it's like she's yeah. growing into herself and in her true. fashion sense so that uh, makes sense you know uh, or it could just be like the the pressure of fame and mm-hmm. like people wanting you to conform yeah yeah and her like you know image or her music kind of yeah. going in the face of that that makes and sense. being completely different. Okay. And um, one of the more outlandish claims. Okay. You're going to get a kick out of this one. Um, so supposedly, uh, Avril has decreased in height. So okay. she has shrunk. Okay. According to this. I was going to say, that doesn't happen until you're like old. Exactly. Okay. Which I think at the time of recording this podcast, she's uh, 41. Okay. I would like to say. Okay. Um, I really hope I'm right. I'm gonna look that up in just a second. But anyway, so between 2002. Yeah, and we're 2000, not. We're not mathematicians. We're not guys. mathematicians. <laughs> we're not scientists, babe. I'm a soft science major. Y'all should know this straight out. I don't know math. Um, between 2002 and 2017, of 0.3 meters. Okay, and that is what because we don't use the metric system. We don't use the metric system, and you know what? I didn't actually look that up, but okay, we will learn together. It. We are now. We get some little ASMR meters. To, yeah, you get some nice clicking noises. Okay, okay. Uh, it's three centimeters. Okay, that's not that much. Which is a very. It could not be a debate of her posture. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, but I thought just yeah. interesting. Interesting yeah, to know. Interesting. Interesting to know as well. Mm-hmm. I, I did a, a spit of research. Okay. Um, on on the Wikipedia page on of Wiki. our good friend Avril Lavigne, um, that says in 2014 she was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Oh, interesting. And Lyme disease is known uh to cause bone loss, okay. but I'm not sure that a decrease in height would occur in somebody that young yeah or a, no or a change would be that noticeable between 2014 when she that's was what i'm saying like if this if this blog spot is like from 2011 11 that doesn't make sense yeah it would be the noticeable change between 2003 to 2011 not 2014 mm-hmm. so okay. this is just kind of outside information gotcha. that i gathered and like okay. maybe this yeah. could be a thing but i digress um now 
in October 2015, okay. uh, journalist Ryan Basil at Noisy UK, which is a Vice.com affiliate okay. uh, site, published an article titled, uh, Was Avril Lavigne Killed Off and Replaced by an Actress? That cited the release of Avril's 2013 J-pop homage, mm. um, Hello Kitty, which we listened to before yes. uh, we began recording this segment, um, as the spark that reignited the conspiracy theory. Okay. That makes so, sense. So 2015, we're back. The thing has gained traction once again. That's cool as fuck. Imagine writing that blogspot post and then like finding out like your entire like <laughs> like if you were like the catalyst. Yeah. Kind of. Like this had been floating around a little bit, but, but then you when you are the reason when well-known sites like Vice and BuzzFeed and Noisy and um what was the other one? Um BBC start mm. mentioning this. your it's own like, oh, like yeah your own thing. There might be a little bit of yeah, that's cool. Might be a little bit of traction to that. You know, of course, it gets. I wish my One Direction fan fiction picked up traction like that. <sighs> I wish my Panic at the Disco fan fiction <laughs> did too, but <laughs> alas, <laughs> fuck up. But alas, what you a threesome between Ryan Rouse and Brendan Urie or what? Let's not run talking about it. Normal transition here. <laughs> oh man. So. Um, Ryan Basil of the okay. UK recounted information from the blog spot Avril okay. Morta, um, uh, such as the loss of Avril's grandfather, the divorce of her parents, and quote unquote the toil of fame mm. as factors in the her untimely death. She would later be found dead at her home, and her family, record label, and anyone else in the know kept quiet. That's what doesn't make sense to me, is because don't you think that fame, like post mortem fame, projects a higher, like, trajectory in their like music and you know their like overall being being dead yes yes yeah. right okay yeah it's like uh it happens with with most of the greats like selena exactly. michael jackson they're both i think their estates are worth like multiple times more than what they were when they were still living a and lot of writers a lot of philosophers stuff. like that's just kind of how it happens yeah and it's yeah. unfortunate it is unfortunate Honestly. but that's what that's what i like bring up to the point because why would you cover up her death when you could like arguably make so make much more, more money, money yeah. off of more monies M- more money when everything leads exactly. back to capitalism absolutely babe. and that's the real conspiracy yeah, capitalism neoliberal capitalism let's go um so from 2015 we're gonna jump to 2017 okay and 2017 this theory resurfaced again this again. time on twitter Ooh, our good that, our good friend twitter. god i love twitter god we love twitter i could in, delete instagram any day of my life this was twitter, 2017 twitter also oh, so man. this was pre Fucking... you know who owning mm. twitter and and just being a dumb bitch on twitter um i digress i was gonna try to say elon musk and pig latin but i couldn't even think of what it was. milan yes milan <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i don't know it's like the x nay on the eeny nay <laughs> so Elon is such a wor- weird word to say backwards or like cut in half. And his his name front words is already Lon A. Ask me. Ask me. Lon A. Ask me. Hey, you know about that boy? Lon A. Ask me. Ask me what? <laughs> Okay, these oh, tequila man. mules. I can't. Oh my All gosh. Right. So once again, uh Twitter user specifically, we gotta shop this person out okay. just because I, I dig their their username. I love that. Twitter user at Givenchy Ass <laughs> created a thread of more than 40 tweets okay. in support of the lookalike theory. Okay. Titled Avalon is dead. I know. Like that's a big thread. That's a big thread. I I I'd be like, 
uh, love you. Sorry, not reading all that though. Yeah, TLDR. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, TLDR. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the thread was titled "Avril Lavigne is dead" and was replaced by a lookalike, a conspiracy theory thread. Jibenji uh, asks, gives us the following pieces of evidence. Okay. A two-minute-long video comparing two of Avril's songs. Okay. Complicated from 2002, which I sang for y'all at the top of the hour. Why'd you have to and it, make things so And I was so scared because I thought Avril Lavigne had manifested Absolutely. in this room. Out, in this room. <laughs> and is this Avril Lavigne in the room? In the room right, right now. Right now. Oh uh, so comparing Complicated from 2002 okay. and Hello Kitty from 2014. The dichotomy is stunning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, justi- Absolutely. the juxtaposition. It, see, it's say. working. It's working yeah. on you. Um, some decidedly blurry and dated photos okay. uh, comparing a series of moles that Avril has. You on know, her you can arm. get moles removed, or is it like they the added? Well, I think no, moles... like they were they're present in both photos. Uh huh. I think, but it's like if, oh, if, if like they different like positioning. Yeah, it's oh, like I mean, obviously your skin changes and stuff as you that's true age, but, but like moles don't move, like but they're on your skin. Yeah, but. From, like, the ages that we're talking about right now, I can't imagine, like, it being that noticeable, mm-hmm. like, for it to move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I'll, again, I'll, I will post some of these photos. Or I I'll can't post wait. links to these photos so you can see them. I am going to share them with Bailey, though, yes. um, at the moment. So she can she can get some some images going as well. I will not play this video, though. No? Because, uh, okay. We'll probably get in trouble. So oh, yeah. We'll be right back oh, she's so pretty. after this. So, I showed Bailey our mountain of evidence that yes. we have. Um Again, I will include this for y'all to see as well. Um, one last bit of evidence that um, Givenchy S from Twitter um, shared with us was DMs from fellow Twitter user Baypower. <laughs> Not the DMs. Um, about how Avril from 2003 has no Canadian accent in her music. Um, like the one in interviews sounds so fake. In her first two albums, you can clearly hear Avril's Canadian accent when she says words like oot. And a boot. Boot and a boot. <laughs> Tim Hortons. But, oh god. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Canada. I love you. But yeah, we love you. We love our Canadian listener. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, in the rest of her music, it's completely gone. AKA Melissa, which we're gonna talk about Melissa in a moment. Yes. Melissa is American and she doesn't have an accent. So dun dun dun. I'm not quite sure how we ended up at this part of the of the theory. We're okay. not quite sure where the Melissa Vandella character came from, but apparently this so it's is like the Mandela effect. Yes, which and I'm like maybe if you like rearrange the letters from these two it's like, like names, a, it's what a are those fucking um, anagram. It's, yeah, it's yeah. An anagram. Absolutely. I'm like it's got to be. It's like some Shutter Island type situation. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh my God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. So we should watch that. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm like maybe that it's like it's a it's a tip off, but supposedly, um, within Givenchy Ass's thread of forty plus tweets, um, they claim that Melissa and Avril met in two thousand three, and they became wait I, I believe I need to quote it correctly. I think it says best best friends, besties, besties, besticles. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're we're besticles already. Oh, hold on. There was something about her ears as well, but her ears look her ears look different. Um, she just looks constipated. In that her name is Melissa Vandella, and they quickly became best friends. Oh, that's about all we have. Us. That that's about all we have. Um, so, and that picture, and that picture of that um, post. 
Avril from 2007, which uh, was actually, I found this um, photo mm -hmm. from a Reddit thread um, posted in 2018, 2018, okay. from, <laughs> from user it. Hopscotch to it. Hopscotch to it on Reddit, which okay. um, I found to be the easiest thread to follow out of all the sources that okay. I've shared with y'all so far. Gotcha. Um, I'll have to look it up like on my own time too. Yes, most definitely. Um, so first we have the 2007 photo of Avril. Um, she's against a white background. She's making a little fist with her right hand at the camera and written on her right hand in black marker is the name Melissa. That's so fucking random. Very fucking weird. Yeah. Um, nobody can really find the source of like what photo shoot this picture came from Ooh, or anything because like now it's become so proliferated through conspiracy theory right. posts and stuff that nobody and can it has find. no source. No, like That's we can't strange. we can't find where it came from. That's Melissa after she fucking <laughs> after she inhabited Avril's skin. No, like literally. Dead I was like, it's giving the like Night of the Living Dead. It's giving um what's the other one? The way it, Invasion is, of the Body Snatchers. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. <sighs> You're the Karen to Um okay another um claim that we have from uh Hopscotch to it uh says her voice has gotten higher um, never heard of puberty causing a person's voice to turn higher than before. Which... I was gonna say like that. I don't feel like that's a genuine. Like that can't be. Fact. They can't be real about no. that. I mean, BFFR. she was she was seventeen when her first album came yeah. out. Yeah, she... of course her voice is gonna change. Although it's interesting that her voice is getting higher, whereas most people like their octaves change lower. It might be. Um, she might be trying to like force it. That's true. You know, because a lot of like musicians they like struggle to keep up with their like old range. That's true. So, so maybe she's that's like good, maybe she's like, like pushing like, it. Insight on that yeah. too. I mean, it's kind of like uh like Paris Hilton's thing. Like when she but wasn't she just like creating a bit. Yeah, like when she like forces her voice, she yeah. talks like you know like very airy and like that's uppity. Hot. Yeah, but when she doesn't, she sounds kind of like us, which <laughs> is it's kind of nice. Um, so we have that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have um her teeth. Avril's teeth have changed quite a bit from the beginning of her career to the present day, which I mean, she looks like Riff Raff. She <laughs> Bailey um has seen the photos that I will be sharing you guys, with you guys. It's scary. And I I got to agree, even if she got it's veneers, a wide she, mouth smile. She got so many teeth going on in there. She did not have nearly that many teeth when she was when she was young. Um Obviously, um, we could tell that she's had plastic surgery on yeah, her nose. Yeah, 100%. Bitch um, got a nose job. No, not, no shame no, in the game. No shame. She can probably afford that good plastic surgery. So, like, you know, more power to her. Although, like, there's nothing wrong with her nose in the beginning, either. No. Not that anybody's nose has anything wrong with them for the them to get plastic surgery. But, like, yeah. it's just, it's not, like, that noticeable of a change to get a nose job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, very slightly upturned. Yeah. So, yeah it's, like, maybe it's just, like, filler. You don't know. Interesting. It could be any number of things. Yeah, that's true. Um... Another, um, this is my favorite, um, my favorite piece of evidence from mm -hmm. Hopscotch to it. She never ages anymore. The original Avril had terrible skin with big red pimples breaking out <laughs> everywhere. The new Avril skin has a synthetic waxy look. Ew. And they included, it's House of Wax. they included some photos of Avril from her, her teen days when obviously she just started out she was 17 of course she has maybe not great skin yeah um but I mean, they're kind of being mean they're yeah they're just kind of like body shaming her for some reason and it's like just well you know what that's fine because in her song hello kitty she says like a fat person 
oh, she does have bad makeup or bad makeup, bad skin. Bad skin, yeah. But it's like you know. But um, she was also like not washing her face. She was grunge. Yeah, exactly. It was cool it was, not it was to part wash of the her face. Bit. Yeah, she was a skater girl, dude. She like didn't need to do that. She said, "See you later, boy." Yeah, <laughs> I was. <saying laughs> it in my head. I, oh, I was hoping I was gonna try to make it rhyme somehow. Oh but yeah, man! I know, it just, like, oh oh really man! Um, also, um, apparently your handwriting has changed okay. uh, between 2004 and 2006. I was gonna say my handwriting's changed a lot. Too. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a very strong piece of evidence, just because I my handwriting's changed. But like, this is coming from a Twitter thread. I mean, I can't imagine they're gonna have like the hard hitting. Well, facts. this one's this one's Reddit actually. Oh. Still. I digress. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, because she's... Reddit, I usually find like some hard hitting evidence. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you really do a deep dive, mm-hmm. you'd really have some wonderful insights to show you. But this was this was posted in the Reddit conspiracy thread. Okay. So as you can see, I started I started off really strong. I love research. that. Um, and lastly, Hopscotch to it presents a um, video link for YouTube um, with the claim that um, Avril lip syncs now, uh, stating. The original Avril wouldn't be caught dead lip syncing. She used to trash Britney Spears all the time for doing it in 2002. The new Avril lip syncs all the time now and fools her fans into thinking it's live. May I argue a point? Yes. Um, Avril's old music, she was standing there pretending to play guitar. So obviously, like, she didn't have to do any kind of choreo. Whereas this kind, like, if you're singing and dancing, I mean, poorly, even though. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know. I don't know if we would call it dancing necessarily, but yeah, for sure. Moving around on Moving the stage. On the sta- <laughs> like a fucking corpse um even then like i feel like people don't realize how much like breath that takes and so that's why a lot of performers use like backtracks and stuff Absolutely. Yeah. and we did watch this uh we did watch this video together um it was funny as fuck <laughs> i first of all whoever they paid to choreograph that tour it was so fucking sad. sparky pilastri from bring it on, bring it, on. <laughs> it was that son of a bitch he fucking ripped them off oh okay. my god that's so we that's um her last name in uh killing eve palastri yeah for real yeah eve palastri oh shit that's weird i just noticed i hope that. they took it from bring it on there's like <laughs> or i think it's the like last an actual name. like oh I, there's just, man, we had a last name and like bring it on was like on in the background they're like perfect yeah palastri. i think that's exactly what happens we're gonna start the blog spot on why eve's last name is palastri it, yeah absolutely. watch it not be palastri and i'm just talking out of I'm gonna Google it. I, I, God, I sure hope it is. Okay, we gotta find out now. Hold on. Yep, Eve Palastri. Ah! Yep. Oh. Yay! Yay! I'm not crazy, bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, personally, in that video, it looked like Avril was, if anything, taking a breath or yeah. doing or trying to do like a really sad call and response. And the crowd was just not responding. The, they were dead. They were not giving anything. But I mean, no. to be fair, they weren't really getting. They were anything. giving Haley boot. They weren't Boober. really. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving they um, that edible what's the lesser popular Hadid. Oh, um, Gigi. <laughs> That's so mean. She's so was the lesser popular. So and she had a baby with Zayn. Like, come on, bro. You know, you want to know. Speaking of babies, you want to know who Mia Goth had a baby with? Ugh, fucking even Stevens ass. Fucking fucking Shia LaBeouf. fucking Lutely. Isn't that, that nuts? I'm upset about that. Yeah, me too. Honestly, did you know he lied about being abused for his film Honey Boy? Or Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Fucking bastard. I hate him. Yeah. I'm glad FK Twigs hates him. Me too. Yeah. Anyway. Didn't I do it for you? 
Miss Piggy singing that. <laughs> I just found a, a long nosed uh, dog in Bailey's room. <laughs> We're gonna have to post that on the on the story for for y'all. One hundred percent. Um. All right. So that's hopscotch to its take okay. on Avril Lavigne. So we've heard Twitter, we've heard Reddit, and we've heard Twitter, we've heard Reddit, and we've heard the Blogspot, and the which blog is spot, the, the originator, if you will. Now Avril herself actually discussed the conspiracy she did rumors yes oh, shit. she's addressed them multiple times oh, actually shit. and i get this information from wikipedia. wikipedia from specifically the avril lavigne replacement conspiracy theory wow wikipedia page no wow. i did not make this page this page was already there when i Damn. started researching okay okay so in 2014 is uh the first time that she, she mentions it? ever mentioned the rumors okay. which uh coincidentally she was on a brazilian tv show oh that's fucking circle back isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a little a little weird yeah that's she, ironic that's like the first place that she would ever mention it um so maybe she, that's why they mentioned it right yeah um so she was asked um about or she was asked if she had heard the online rumors claiming that she had died and was replaced by a clone and Avril replied um, that it was the first time that she had heard about it. Really? When this interview was done. And then she said, well, I'm here and I'm in Brazil. The fuck does that mean? Which? Well, I'm here. I'm not Avril and Melissa. Oh, God. Okay. I'm in Brazil. <laughs> weird. That's weird. Right? Okay. Then, again, the theory resurfaced, like okay. I said, in 2017, which is when our good friend Givenchy asked, mm -hmm. posted it on Twitter. Okay. During that renaissance of the right. theory, um, Avril did a Q&A on uh, Facebook. Like, <laughs> of course she did. And, of course, somebody asked about the theory. and Or a fan asked uh, specifically if she was dead. And Avril responded. Bitch, are you dumb? <laughs> no, no, she's dead. No, I know, but uh, bitch, are you dumb? Like, she's going to say, like, yes. Yeah, she was like, no. I'm not dead. I'm okay. I don't like that she's saying I'm here because that that's giving me it's the heebie-jeebies. Here, like yeah. I'm here. What, it's like, giving she's trying to, pool. She's trying to affirm to you that she is in fact in this place, but maybe she's not in this place. That's yeah. I don't like the way that she's it's that. it's very it's very and for it to be like a, re a repetition mm -hmm. of what she said earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. She went on to say that um, this theory spawned because people are bored and need something to talk about, which. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Kind of what the I feel attacked. Blogspot said <laughs> that they were not trying to necessarily uh, reveal the truth. Yeah, but they were just trying to spark conversation. Yeah. So I mean, she's not wrong. That's kind of it's doing what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Um. Again, um, the question was uh, asked in 2018 uh, when Avril did an interview uh, with Australia radio station okay. uh, KISS 106 106.5. Oh, how, interesting. How do you say that in an Australian accent? KISS 106.5. 106.5. 106.5. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. And in this interview, she responded, some people think that I'm not the real me, which is so weird. Like, why would they even think that? That sounds like something that a fake person would say. Right? Yeah. Okay. But the hosts of this radio show mm -hmm. themselves said that she never flat out denied that she'd been replaced. And supposedly the radio host suggested that technical difficulties during the interview were a coincidence. That's weird. No, I don't like that. I just got, I just got a little chill in my bag. A, li a little spooky, a little spooky. 
And that brings us to 2019 okay. uh, Entertainment Weekly. Avril again addressed the theory, calling it a dumb internet rumor. And she was saying that she was flabbergasted that people bought into it. You know what? Avril Lavigne started COVID to get rid of this theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was 2019. Oh mm-hmm. my God. You're out. She said, right. wait a second. Like, I fucking had it up to here. Yep. They're on to me. She said, this is it. This is the last one. Coronavirus starts now. Launch. Launch, <laughs> Launch Project Coronavirus. <laughs> A- absolutely <laughs> absolutely and but wait there's one more oh god in 2022 oh just shit. this past year okay she said the coronavirus didn't work <laughs> avril said and i quote so it's funny because everyone says i look the same but then there's that that doesn't make any sense also how random when people bring it up and it's been brought up to me for like years that there's this conspiracy theory that i'm not me or something i'm a clone how did something like that get so? I don't know. It's just the weirdest rumor. She again. Is not we give no definitive answer. We She's saying, you guys, I'm not a clone. This has been going on for far too long. Like this is stupid. She's going. I am here. <laughs> Technical I difficulties. Am <laughs> it's giving. I am in Brazil. Yeah, I am in Brazil. Come to Brazil. Come I am to in Brazil. Brazil. Um. And lastly, just to top it off, mm-hmm. before, before I ask your opinion on, on what this theory, okay. on if it's funk or bunk. Okay. Um, in 2013, there was a separate hoax that followed Avril that she had died in a snowboarding accident. That I think that's the one that I heard. Yes. Okay. And uh, obviously, well, maybe not so obviously, that was not true. <laughs> Who knows? Because this knows? was right in between when the blog started on blogspot in 2011 mm. and then the resurfacing of the theory in 2015 oh. so who knows maybe okay. she maybe they i'm telling you dude they infinity pulled her again they fucking That's killed fucking her a second weird. time and then they put her back into the world you guys have That's to go see theory. infinity pool that's my theory. that's okay that's actually like scary to think about because at first the evidence was not giving what it was supposed to have gave um, but now I'm kind of like the way that she responded to the allegations is what's throwing me off. It's it, it she really kind of goes around it in circles. Yeah. Quite in, quite but do you it. think she does that just as a way not to kill it completely, so it'll keep her relevant? Maybe you know. Because I think she hasn't released something since about 2017. Yeah. And nobody's why. asking for it. Not necessarily. No. no. She married what's that guy's name? Mod son. She did. Yeah, <laughs> the one that dated Bella Thorne and Tana Mojo. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He's ugly. He looks like he smells <laughs> like bad. <Yeah. laughs> he looks unbathed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's giving the Middle Ages, but like not. And yeah, and I'm like, I that's so disappointing. Interesting. Avril or Melissa is a beautiful person. I want to so. know like where this Melissa theory came from. Like there I needs to be like find... a harder. Anything. Source. I no. cannot find any any traces of a, a person. It's named... just weird for that picture to happen. But like, what if this was the, like before the um, what's that website where cameo? Yeah. Like she just wrote Melissa for like a fan, like and mm-hmm. took a picture of it. Like I don't know. Backstage. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, this fan, I'm gonna beat yes, this fan's Melissa. ass." <laughs> <laughs> beat then he was the a fuck threat. Out of her. Then he was a threat, and she's got her fist up. Die, she's Melissa. Beat up Melissa. And now she's like regretting it so bad because it's hot that name has haunted her for the rest of her life yeah it's giving black hair yeah but um, yeah so wow. that's our that's that that's on, on avril lavigne avril lavigne or avril lafine <laughs> oh 
<laughs> we we might never know. We might never know. Damn. We'll we'll leave it up to you guys. That's insane. Let us let us know what you what you think. Yeah, let us know what you guys think. Please follow us on Instagram, OAGK. Wait, no, no, that's our Twitter. OAGK podcast. Yes. And then our Instagram is just on a grassy knoll. Um email us. Email us at OAGK Redux. At gmail.com. Gmail. Um, and like, fuck. Rate us. Rate. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe, babe. Tell, tell your friends. Tell your, tell your co-workers. Tell your pets. Please, please, We're going to have Bilbo's Corner at some point. Oh, my God, yes. We're going to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. His little, his little like, chain. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, we're going to be right. coming at you guys how many times a month? Four Two, times? Three? Four? Four times? Four. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> once a week, right? <laughs> once a week, once yes. A week. Uh, as we, as you guys can probably tell, yeah. this is our, our first our foray first into this. Uh, it's our first time, so we're a little nervous. We're a little nervous. Um, go easy on us. Please, please go easy on us, but um, we're going to we're gonna polish it up. We're going to make it a bright, shiny turd of a podcast for you guys. and We can't wait. It's going to be it's gonna be good. It's going to be good shit. Yeah. You can only go up from here, Mike. Yes, exactly. So, uh, tip your baristas. Um, Get checked. Pet your dogs. And have a great night.